Well, if I hadn't had a chance uh, to say this yet, I want to say welcome to everyone. My name is Mark, by the way, and I have the privilege of being the lead pastor here at Movement Church, and I'm excited uh, just to see uh, visitors continuing to, uh, to come. This last couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of new people, and we're excited about that and excited about what God is doing. And uh, it's, our, it's our first Sunday together in 2015, obviously. I hope many of you enjoyed your, your week off last week. If you, if you didn't know, we, uh, we traditionally, as a portable church that does a lot of setup and probably keeps our, our uh, setup team kind of tired, we, we take the week off between Christmas and New Year's. And so uh, we, we just took that down week. So hopefully you got a chance to spend that with family and eat chocolate. I don't know what you might have done. Uh, but, but I uh, had, had a good time, had some, some fun over Christmas. We did uh, probably some things I've shared with you before. Uh, we had my, my, uh, my wife's family who did the German Christmas thing, and so we sang songs that I don't know what they mean or what the words are, and so I don't even know the melody for that matter, but I, I almost wanted to bring a video, but I didn't want to be that guy that shames his in-laws. So uh, let's just say that some of her relatives are tone deaf, though. So it was awesome to, uh, to get together with them. There's a, everyone that's married into the family is not tone deaf, so we just sit there. You can see their faces. There's one song I know for sure we changed keys four times in one verse, and I was just like, is this really happening? So their hearts are in the right place, but uh, they're not the, not the best singers, so we did that. Had a chance to uh, ride some, some dirt bikes, so the, our, our boys got to ride a little 50cc Honda, and so did I. Looked a little weird on it, but they, they had a good time, and so uh, we had some fun. Uh, but, but my greatest achievement of the holidays, I think, uh, was after spending time with my father-in-law uh, at his house and, then I, and, and also seeing my parents. I didn't see my dad or my father-in-law in their underwear at any point. And so that's, that's the first time that's happened in a few Christmases. So I'm really excited about that, and that's what made the holidays a success. <laughs> So uh, thanks for asking. I just wanted to share that. So uh, anyway, it's uh, like I said, it's our first Sunday together. And uh, this is uh, the, the final six months in our three-year kind of beginning launch phase as, as Movement Church. Some of you know, and it's been mentioned, that, that we're a new church. And we kind of had a three-year plan out of the gate. And, and today starts the, the final six months. And so over these next six months... Uh, we want to be very strategic about some of the things that we're going to talk about and some of the things that we want to make sure are happening and, and developing uh, as a church. And so today, uh, we want to talk about kind of where we've been and, and who we are. Uh, you probably had a teacher at some point share with you that to know where you're going, to af- you have to know where you've been and who you are and all of that stuff. If you don't know history, you're bound to repeat it or something like that. So uh, we want to take a look back. And so whether it's your first week here or your 200th week here, we want to kind of do a, a quick uh, movement church history lesson just so you can get a feel for, for who we are. Because like I said, if it's your first week or your fifth week, we think you're part of us and we want you to feel that you're part of us. And so uh, here we go. Here's a, here's a quick history lesson. My uh, my wife, Kristen, and I, whose family is tone deaf, if you're uh, taking notes again, I'm going to be in trouble when I get home. But uh, in, uh, in 2011, we had been praying, uh, just feeling like God was asking us to, to start a new church. And uh, as we prayed through that, as we thought through that, we just felt like uh, there, was, there was a moment where we, we thought, man, if, if we don't do this, uh, we're going to be not following God. This is something that he's calling us to do and something that, that we have to do. And so uh, we just felt like, man, we, we, we can't avoid this uh, any longer. And so we started uh, thinking about that. And uh, we, in, our, in our minds, I think we saw a lot of what Movement Church has already become. We saw a church uh, that would be aggressive in reaching its community, a church that would be aggressive in going after young people and young families. And we saw a church 
uh, that, that people, no matter where they had been, no matter what the previous week had been or the previous year or the previous decade, they could walk into that church, and if they were open to finding their way back to God and growing in a relationship with him, they could do that. And so that was the church that was on our, our heart, but we knew uh, that we weren't there yet. And so, like I said, we started taking steps toward that. I had a, what I would consider a, a great job. I was on staff at a, at a great large church, and we were taken care of and yet we knew that, that God wanted us to, to take a step of faith. And so uh, in the summer of 2011, we, we went away and, and we were assessed as church planners. It's just the time where you go and they, they overanalyze everything you do and they interview you. We've talked about that before. And, and we just wanted to see what was ahead for this road of, of uh, a movement church. And uh, not knowing what would be after that, that was just kind of the first step where we said, all right, God, we think you want us to do this. Here we go. And soon after that, Encounter Church, which many of you know is a church in Dublin that's our sending church, our parent church, the church that has helped us launch and, and birthed us. Encounter Church uh, approached us and said, hey, we, we see something in you guys and we see something in your heart and your gifting and we want to be a part of this process. We want to help launch you. And so before uh, that fall kind of kicked up and, and started, we, we told uh, the lead pastor and the staff at our church that we'd been at for, for seven years and said, hey, you kind of already know this, but this is what God has put on our heart and this is where we think we're going. And, and uh, before the year closed, we told the elders and just into the new year, we told the whole church and and then we had to, to put our, our house on the market. And as we put our house on the market, uh, the first person that ever walked through it bought it like a week later. And so it was pretty obvious that God was saying, hey, you're going to Hilliard. And so we, we moved here really early. And, and actually the last six months we were up in Powell, we made that drive and, and knew that God had brought us here to begin to you know, coach T-ball and work out at the Y and just meet people and set the foundations and get the ball rolling uh, for Movement Church. And, and so... Uh, that, that spring, we started fundraising and, and gathering a launch team, just asking some people that we thought that the vision and, and uh, the direction of Movement Church would resonate with. And so with every person that said yes, uh, that vision took on, took on reality and took shape. And so, you know, there was a time that Movement Church was uh, four people in our family. We only had four at the time. And, and then, you know, with each person that said yes, we were like, yes, we have five people. Yes, seven people. This is going to be the biggest church ever, you know. And there was that moment we hit double digits. It was a pretty big day. So, uh, you know, we got to 10. And eventually, I think our, our launch team was, was like 16 adults that first week. And yet we were excited about what God had, had called us to and, and what he was doing. And so that launch team met all throughout the fall of 2012. And we planned and we prayed and, and tried to begin functioning as a church and, and sharing life and taking care of each other. Even though that was 20 or 30 of us in a little classroom uh, where Encounter Church would meet. We didn't have a, a kids ministry or anything yet. We were just chilling in a room. This music stand right here is the only thing that we owned as a church in that season. I remember how awesome it was when I went and buy that, bought that, and we were like, all right, own a music stand. We're a real church now, you know? And so I still use it for sentimental value. So uh, we, we, it was, it was a, a small time, and yet it was a, it was a great time. And so uh, in January of that year, we moved to a, a dance studio that's not even around anymore, but out on Cemetery Road. I think it's a JD equipment now, so you can tell it was a great place. So uh, it, it was a, a place where we, we wanted, to, wanted to be and wanted to meet. And so we started having services, and we launched that year at Easter and kind of publicly said to the community, you know, hey, here we are, please come to our church. And so kept doing that thing. And uh, we were there for a while. And then in February of, uh, of 2014, the opportunity uh, popped up to move here to the Hilliard Y. And so we felt like God was saying, hey, we want to bless you, we want to uh, grow what you're doing and give you a broader audience. And so we moved here and we were excited about that. 
and just still kind of working to establish, you know, our, our culture and see our vision take place. And over uh, this, this last season, this last year, we've had some awesome stuff happen. We've seen God add to our numbers. We've seen people come to know Jesus, some, some people, uh, even recently, things we shared in the coming weeks, things I'm excited that God is doing. We've seen, uh, you know, different counseling situations and different families reached and all kinds of awesome stuff. And many of you were a part of that and are a part of that and have seen parts of that. But uh, that's that's kind of the review, and, and there's there's things that I left out and things I didn't mention and, and uh, more stories I could have told about my wife's family being tone deaf, but I wanted to give you the quick version so that you wouldn't, you wouldn't get bored, but that's been the story of Movement Church these last couple of years, and that brings us up uh, to where we are. And so it's January of, of 2015, and the future of Movement Church is in front of us. And this series is, is obviously called, as we've mentioned, Your Move. And it's themed off the fact that this time of year we all think about things we want to do better and think about things we want to grow in and think about resolutions and, and things that we want to change. And so we want to uh, go off of that same line of thinking, what is God calling us to next as a church? God has brought us to this point. God has written our history. God has put us exactly where he wants us and where we are. And so we want to ask, what is next? What is the next phase? What is, what is the next thing? And so what is our move? Well, our move is probably not going to be uh, anything that doesn't happen without individuals. And so we want to ask the question, what is, what is your move? What is God calling you to do next? And so this morning we want to just spend some moments uh, catching up and refreshing our, our vision and then also talking about where that will take us in 2015. And so I want you to, uh, to turn to a passage in the Bible this morning, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 12 to 21. If you don't have a Bible, there should be one under your chair, under the row in front of you or behind you. You can steal one out of someone's hand if that works better for you. Uh, but it's uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 12 to 21. And that is actually on page 884 if you've got one of those row Bibles. And uh, some of you know that I like hip-hop a little too much. And so I want, I want to give you a glimpse into my mind this morning. There's a song that I used to like about 10 years ago. Actually, it was 10 years ago now, uh, by a, a guy called The Ambassador. And he, he made a song specifically about this passage. And so since it's our vision and since I love this passage, I often get to teach on this and talk about it. And I want you to know, this has no, no real meaning. I just want you to know what it's like to be in Mark's head this morning, okay? So every time someone says 2 Corinthians 5, this is what I'm hearing. You can go ahead and, and play that. As you're turning there, page 884. This is how my mind works, all right? All right, that's all you needed to hear. But you can, you can tell, like, even as I say 2 Corinthians 5.20, I just want someone to yell, we get it up, all right? Like, that's, that's how my mind works. So this is like a 2 Corinthians 5 pep rally or something, all right? But I just wanted you to know, if I'm ever, like, bobbing my head and someone's reading this passage, you'll be like, what's he thinking about? That's what I'm thinking about, okay? The song's 10 years old. Don't look it up or you'll be like, he's not cool at all, all right? But that's, that's what goes on in my head, 2 Corinthians 5.20. And so as we're going there uh, this morning, page 884, I can, I can read this to you. You can follow along, but we want to be uh, in verses 13 to, to 21 and just see a little reminder of our vision and where God wants to take us next. So let me read that to us. It says this in verse 13. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone, so that those who receive his new life 
will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Here's the the great part I love. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. I don't know if you know that passage. I don't know if you, if you like that passage. Like I said, I was already excited because I could hear that song in my head. And so when I read this, I get excited because this is the gospel. This is saying, yeah, yeah, life's not perfect. And yeah, we, we fall short. And yeah, we mess up. But God sent his son, Jesus, to be the void, to be the thing that would, would fill in the void in our lives. He's, he's the answer. He's what we're missing. He's what we're without. He's the love and hope and belonging and relationship that's lacking in our lives. And so that, that final verse says it all. God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. And so Jesus is the bridge to God the Father. Jesus closes the gap so that we can know God. We were created to know God, but now we can actually know him, and we can have relationship with him, and we can be found in him. And so that verse says a a lot of things. It says that we might even look crazy at times to people, but it's not because we are crazy. It's because Christ's love compels us and controls us and pushes us forward and changes us, and that marks who we are as people. And so our vision that you've heard already today and for many weeks flows out of that. Our vision is to be a movement of people finding their way back to God. Because we believe that Jesus came so that we could find our way back to God. We believe that Jesus gave his life so that people could find their way back to God. And we believe that that's his will, that everyone finds their way back to God. And so we want to tell Hilliard and Columbus and Ohio and the United States, and and everyone about that. And so our vision is to be a movement of people finding their way back to God. That doesn't matter if you've been in church for an hour or if you've been in church for 50 years. We're all finding our way back to God. At some point, that's a first-time decision to say, yes, I trust Jesus. Yes, I want to follow him. Yes, I'm going to walk toward him. But even after that, it's giving up small pieces of yourself and saying, all right, this is a way that Jesus is asking me to grow. This is a way that he's calling me to take a next step. This is a way that he wants me to honor him with my gifts. This is something that he's asking me to do to be more and more like him and walk toward him and take steps toward him. And so we believe that we're all continuously finding our way back to God. A movement of people finding their way back to God. We've said this before, but just so you know, the word movement has meaning. It means this. This will be up on the screen, but we are intentional. The word, the word movement means intentional. It means intentional and contagious, but we are intentional. And so you might look around and, and you might think like, oh, they do things a, a certain way here. And I think sometimes... 
Uh, people think, well, they're just doing them that way until they kind of get their feet under them. Or they're, they're just doing things that way because they're kind of young or they're starting out. Or maybe they don't have a lot of money or they're just, they have to wait till they get a better pastor that's a little older. And then things will change. It'll look a little different. And, and here's the truth. We're doing a lot of the things that we do because we want to be intentional. We don't, we don't have a building I don't know if you might leave because of this. We may never have a building. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe we will someday. We'll do whatever God calls us to do as, as we walk along this journey. But, but don't hold your breath on a, on a building because we, we like where we're at. Honestly, we love that, that we don't have to spend a ton of money uh, so that we can be in a building one hour a week. We like that when people come to the Y, they think, who's in there making noise? We like doing that. You might, uh, you might notice that some weeks we have, we have uh, music that, that might be loud or music that, that not everyone likes we're doing that with, with purpose. We're doing that because we feel there's a church that God has called us to be and we want to reach a certain audience. Sometimes on Sunday mornings we'll do a series and we'll talk about some stuff uh, that, that churches won't talk about. We talk about sex. We talk about alcohol. We talk about stuff. We're doing that because we want to be intentional. We think that God's word has something to say about those topics. Sometimes we're, we're pretty shameless about telling people that we value community and we want them in groups. You'll probably hear something in a little bit about that. We're pretty shameless sometimes about saying, hey, God's given you gifts and we want you to give those back to him. That's not because we're annoying. That's not because we're being too bold. That's because we're being intentional. And so the word movement means that we're intentional. It's not just that we're intentional, but that we also are contagious. We are contagious, kind of like a common cold. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Movement Church, right? We, we want people to be able to, uh, to, to catch what we're, what, we're, what we're passing out, right? The thing that we've got going on. The word movement means we are intentional and we are contagious. And so we want to be contagious with the gospel. That means we have to be giving the gospel away. That means we have to be sharing the gospel, regularly voicing the gospel. That means that our ministries should be multiplying. That means that our leaders should be multiplying. And as we multiply people, as we prepare people, as we equip people, we should be multiplying ourselves and we should be contagious even with this philosophy of church. Some people mentioned back here that, that Marysville Grace and different churches have been very generous to invest in us and multiply themselves in us. We want to be a part of that same DNA and that same family line. And so there's going to come a day that we're going to say, hey, it's time to get contagious. Who wants to move to Gehanna or who wants to move to Grandview or who wants to move to Utah? We're going to plant a church there. Does anyone feel like God has put that on their heart? We want to be intentional and contagious with the movement of the gospel. So we empower people. We apprentice everything we do. If you're in one of our movement groups, you know that you have an apprentice leader. If you serve in one of our ministries, you know that there's people that are heading that up, but they're also showing other people underneath them how, how that works and what it looks like. It's not so that we can just say, all right, you're always the number two, man. Good luck with that. No, just like uh, the president gets the boot after a few years, and often the vice president says, hey, I think I can do that. Maybe I'll, I'll run. We want to be sending people and saying, you have this gift too, and you've been prepared and equipped. Now go plant a church. Go help start a church and, and, and affect the body of Christ, affect the world. And so we apprentice everything we do because we want to be contagious. And so the goal is multiplication and, and reproduction in people and leaders and groups and, and churches. So our vision is to be a movement of people finding their way back to God. And we are intentional with that. We are contagious with that. But what does that mean for 2015? What does that mean for this phase we find ourselves at and where we're going? Well, here's, here's our big idea for the day, and it's, it's simply this. For our vision to happen, to see our vision happen, you have to give your church away. 
to see our vision happen, you have to give your church away. I'll tell you what I, what I mean by that. In fact, uh, Craig and Cody, can I get you guys to volunteer for me? Can you, can you help bring this table over here? I know it looks like I'm really lazy right now, but if I walk in front of that speaker, all of your ears will start bleeding. So I would go get the table myself. Sorry, I guess. All right, we can bring this over. And uh, this is just something that we want to, uh, want to talk through. You can put it right there. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, we've got some, some blocks here and, and some, some different things. As we, uh, as we talk about this, we talked about where Movement Church has been, where we've come from, what our history has been, and we talked about uh, where, where uh, the foundation was laid. We had uh, some people who originally came together and said, hey, we, we feel like God has called us to be a part of this and we want to start a church. And so there was that initial foundation of, of people uh, that came together and said, we don't really know where God's taking this. We don't know what this looks like, but we're going we're gonna to give of ourselves and we're going to give uh, everything that we're, we're doing and we're going to say, God, here, here's what we've got. And so those original people, that original launch team, uh, they, gave, they gave their time. They gave their, their church experience away, right? They didn't really know what they were going to be part of, but they said, God, we're going to serve you. God, we're going to give you what we've got. Here's our time. Here's our energy. They were, they were kind of pioneering and starting something new and, and leading in that, and they gave their, their comfort. They gave all of those things away, and they said, God, here it is, because God had called them to build something, and so they became kind of the, the foundation of that, and as that foundation was built, uh, people were, were added to that, and, and something new was birthed. And so, uh, like we said, in that timeline, after a while, some, some people came along and were, were added on, on top of that, right? And it, it looked a little different. They, that was building up, and it was, it was growing. In case you're wondering where I got these, shout out to my man Luke at the Kroger Cheese Department. He hooked it up real good this week. I was like, hey, I'm a pastor, and this might sound crazy. He's like, no, people ask for boxes all the time. And I was like, all right, then I won't tell you what church I'm from, unless you want to come to it. And he he didn't, so I didn't tell him, so we wouldn't look weird. So, uh, no, I'm just joking. I invited Luke. I gave him a card, people. No, uh, but, but this is just a, the best way that I thought we could show this. There were people who originally gave their time and energy and said, you know what, I'm willing to, to, to sacrifice some of the stuff that God has given me. I'm willing to be the foundation. I'm willing to be, to be built upon. And so some groups came together, and other things were added, and after a while... There were, there were more people, maybe people that, that didn't even know that this, this thing had recently started, but just people who may have shown up on a Sunday or people who got a flyer at their house or people who were invited by a friend or, or one thing or another. But, but slowly over time, there was a foundational layer and there were more people who were committed and there were people who could be depended on. And more and more, there were people that were saying, you know what, that's, that's something I could, I could be a part of. Yeah, I think I could, I could do that. Because of, of that initial investment, there were people that got behind what God was doing and, and let things get, get stacked on. And so you could, you could look at that and, and you, could, you could see that there, there are different levels. There, there are people who are, uh, who are part of the community, people who, who may be new. They're just part of Hilliard and they're thinking like, what is this thing? I'm kind of checking it out. And there are people who are... Uh, kind of part of the crowd. They're like, yeah, I've been there before. I kind of call that my home. There are people who really call Movement Church their church and would say, this is my congregation. This is my thing. And there are people who would say, you know what? I'm committed. And then there are people who would still say, yeah, this is, this is where I, I live my life. And I'm part of the, the core of, of what God is doing here. And I'm part of, 
of uh, the people who are giving a lot of their time and, and energy. And, and I want you to know that, that Movement Church, where we've come so far, is built on the foundation of people who are willing to give their church away, who are willing to give their comfort away and give their finances and give their time and give their gifts and give many things so that a church could be built upon their shoulders, so that the church could be built on top of them. And that's not to give glory to them. We know that God lets us do everything that we do and empowers us. And yet they said... Here's my church. Here's my church experience. Here's my comfort. God, build something on me. For our vision to happen more and more in the future, I believe that more of us have to give our church away, give our church experience away. Because if, if we're to try and, and stack this thing up and, and just say, all right, let's, uh, let's add more people. Let's see God do this. What can we do here? Um, maybe we can get one there and one up there and and uh, we'll start a new thing and, and put it up here. And then uh, we've got this thing we want to do, and God wants to bless us. And so we'll, we'll stack that up there. That's not the best block fort you've ever seen, right? You probably wouldn't want your kids to play with this because it's going to fall on them and hurt them. And so for, for God to, to build upon us, we need to add to our, our layer of core committed people, people who are ready to serve, people who are ready to give their church away, people who are ready to say, God, I... I'm here for, for, for you and you alone. I'm here for, for you as my audience of one. And, and I'm ready for the church to be built on my shoulders. I'm ready for you to empower me. And some of us think as we do this, yeah, that doesn't look like fun. I mean, this person down here, they're probably pretty miserable, right? You ever build a pyramid with your friends? Maybe you were a cheerleader and don't want to talk about it, right? But if, if you're like, hey, let's do a human pyramid at camp or something, and people weren't like, can I be on the bottom and have someone walk on my face? No one ever said that, right? Because it's, it's awful sometimes when you're the foundation, or that's what we think, right? Because people have to climb up, and people are going to step on you, and people are going to poke you in the eye, and people are going to be ungrateful. And eventually, we all know that that kid on the top is going to fall, and guess who he's going to fall on, right? And yet, when we, when we give our church away, when we say, God, we want to build a foundation for you. God, we want to we build a foundation that you can build on. We don't, we don't know what that will look like. I mean, we could, we could pretend we do. We could say we have our plans and, oh, God, it'll look like this. We know exactly what it'll look like. We don't know that, but we know that we can say, God, we want to build a foundation. We want to build a foundation that you can build on, and we want to humbly say, Lord, here's, here's our church. Here's our experience. Whatever you want to do with that, that's up to you. But, Lord, we're ready and we're willing to, to humble ourselves and to serve and to give and to show commitment so that God can build something beyond us, so that God can, can show us what these next layers look like. And the more people who give their church experience away, the more people who give up their, their personal preferences and say, Lord, I'm here to serve, we know that God can, can use that to, to build upon. I don't know exactly what you're, what you're thinking right now, but I want you to know that, that some of you have already seen this and experienced this. You notice that uh, this week Sarah came up and, and went through a, a bit of a welcome. We do something similar every week. She comes up and says, hey, welcome to First Time Guests. Here's what you're going to experience. Here's what our schedule is going to look like. Some of you have heard that 150 times, right? Guess what? She's not saying that for you. And sometimes you may wish... 
that you could go to a church where they didn't always welcome people like that. You wish they'd say, hey, people who have been here 87 weeks, we love you and you're important and you are important and we do love you, but we want to lay a foundation. We want to build a foundation where God can add to our number and God can bring new people in and we can see him change their lives and have them take steps and help them find their way back to God. And that requires some of us giving up maybe the songs that that we want to sing or some of the things that we want to do, not because we're not worried about growing, not because we're not worried about finding our way back to God also, but because when we say, Lord, here's my gifts, here's my life, I want your church to be built on me, we get a front row seat to what God's doing. We get a front row seat to see God changing people. And we get a front row seat to feeling a little bit of extra pressure and a little bit of extra weight as we're on the bottom of the pyramid, right? We get, we get to see God changing us as there's pressure put on us, as we're, as we're seeing him in new and, and exciting ways, as we're having to depend on him in new and exciting ways, we get a front row seat to what God is doing. So we said that we're a movement of people finding our way back to God. We said that we're intentional. We said that we're contagious. But I, I want you to know this. Finding our way back to God means that we regularly take steps. We already said that, right? But finding our way back to God means that we regularly take steps. And so some of us, at some point, need to say, Lord, I'm, I'm ready to give you more. I'm ready to be dependent on. I'm ready to invest in others. I'm ready to invest in your church. And I'm ready for your church to be built upon me. I'm ready for your church to be built upon my shoulders as you strengthen me. I don't know if that's leading a group. I don't know if that's giving your talents. I don't know if that's possibly for the first time saying, Lord, I want you to be Lord of my finances and I want to give you some of the money you've blessed me with. But in some way, for Movement Church to go forward, for Movement Church's vision to happen, we need people who will give their church away. We need people who will say, I'm going to take a step down. I'm going to to go down in that pyramid and I'm going to let others depend on me. I'm going to feel the weight of ministry and feel the weight of others depending on me so that God can build his church on the life and the time and the effort that I've given him. And as God brings those people, there might be times that you're like, what have I been talked into? God, why are you doing this? But those people that are down here as the foundation and the core will see God move and grow them in new and exciting ways. I promise you that. And so our our final question today, because we said we want to regularly take steps, what is your next step? What is is your next step? Some of you are like, I don't know, I've been here like 72 minutes now, so I don't know my next step. I want you to to know that as I I read this passage, it said that that our our job is to find a way back to God, and we said that that could happen in many different ways. And and so we've got a table called the, the Next Steps Table. We've got this pamphlet that, that actually says, you've chosen to follow Christ, what's your next step? And it's not just for someone who's been following Christ uh, for an hour or a week or a year, although it is, but it's got some next steps in here, some things that maybe uh, have been in your heart and you haven't really known what God is calling you to, but this, this has all kinds of stuff in it. it. It talks about the local church. It talks about baptism. This, this thing talks about serving and giving your gifts and talents. It talks about living a, a life of worship. It talks about reflecting Jesus through the way you talk about him, through the way you invite people to church. It has a 31-day reading plan. It's got some great next steps. And so some of us are saying, all right, if I'm going to be depended on, if I'm going to humble myself, if I'm going to say, God, build your church on me, and we're going to lay the foundation so that God can, can add layers and add people and, 
and add ministry to what we do. We know that we want to take steps. We know that we want to grow. We know that we want to mature. I'd invite you to, uh, to go back and, and check out one of these pamphlets. This, this might have something that, that sparks your mind, sparks your interest, something where you can say, you know what, God, that's exactly what you've called me to. That's the next step I need to take, and that's the thing that's going to grow me and mature me so that I can be dependent on and so that you can build your church on my back. To see our vision happen, you have to give your church away. To see our vision happen, you have to give your, your church away. And that doesn't mean that, that you're letting go of your church. That just means that you're sharing your church. In the same way that Jesus was generous and, and shared his love and shared his life with us. In the same way that early on in our history, some people came together and said, we want to build a church like this for people who will need a, a church like this. And now we're able to to be here because of, of their sacrifice and what they gave. And so if you think about what God has been able to build and grow out of a foundation of, of just a few people in the beginning, you wonder what he could build if the foundation were 100 or 200 people. I don't think it's, uh, it's very easy, uh, it's very, very difficult to, to see what God could build if he did that. You're wondering, did the lights come on for some spiritual point? No, they didn't. That's, no. Just wanted to freak you all out, right? No. God was able to build this out of that first foundation of, of just a few people. And so you have to ask, what, what would God be able to build if there were 150 people who were willing to say, you know what, I've been on the, the third layer and I've kind of been hanging out. And I, I, yes, I'm committed here. Yes, I'm ready to take a next step. You know what, I'm going to go ahead and, and let God build his church on me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the, the bottom of the pyramid. I'm going to be the person who might, might get their face stepped on and might get walked on, but someone who's living their life as worship, someone who's giving their gifts back to God, and someone who's saying, Lord, I'm here. Build your church on me. In the coming weeks, we're going to talk more and more uh, what that looks like, but I want us to be open to that concept today because I think that has to be something that, that permeates everything we do, and we have to have that as a heartbeat, as, as, a, as a leadership group and as a core, that we want to give our church away and we want to continually serve and give so that God can build on top of the foundation that we make. So does that look like a church of a couple hundred people? Does that look like a church of a couple thousand people? Does that look like a church that meets at more than one location? Does that look like a church that sends churches? Yes, maybe. Yes, yes, maybe. Yes, I don't know. It looks like people who are responding to God and saying, Lord, I I give my life to you and I want to serve your church the same way that you served your church. It looks like people who are living their lives of worship and saying, God, build on, on my shoulders, build on the life you've given me build on the foundation that I can build for others. To see our vision happen, you have to give your church away. Whether you've been here a week or a month or a year, we should be excited about that. I hope you're excited about that foundation being built. Will you pray with me as we continue to worship? God, thanks for today. Thanks for a chance to be together. Thanks for a chance to celebrate, a chance to be excited about what you're doing. God, I pray that we will... Always be intentional with your love and with the gospel. I pray that we will always let that be contagious in everything we do. And Lord, I pray that we will always be excited about what you're doing. God, help us to be uh, people who give our church away. Lord, not because we, we, uh, we don't love our church, we do, but because we want people to be able to come in the doors and experience things just as we did for the first time. We want people to be able to find a home and find a seat and find a group. And that means some of us giving up our comfort and pushing ourselves and taking a step. So give us the boldness to do that. 
this next week, this next month as we start this year. Give us the boldness to lay the foundation so that you can build a greater, more impactful church around us and on the shoulders and the foundation of, of what we give. God, be with us as we continue to sing and worship. It's in your name we pray. Amen.